Are there aspects to your day that you feel as if you're just, well, checking the box? Do you ever strive to reach out of your comfort zone, become uncomfortable, and level up? Privileged to be your host, this is Jason Wabek. Now, let's uncheck the box. A great day to everybody out there. Once again, my name is Jason Wabek, host of the Uncheck the Box podcast, where today we continue our journey together in the hopes of being the best versions of ourselves as we can possibly be. And it's a journey, in some cases, we hope never has a destination. Why? Because we're always striving and pushing to be better. Isn't that the goal? Never arrive, my friends. Never arrive. Always be striving, right? Today, we're talking about being right, and somewhat of a rhetorical question, how important is it to be right? And additionally, is it possible to be addicted to being right? Well, the answer might surprise you, and it intrigued me, and that's what had me do some research and dive into an article um, written by Judith Glazer. And it was posted in, or should I say published, in the Harvard Business Review. But before then, we'll start with a quote. I don't know who this gentleman is. His name is Bill Purden, I believe. P-U-R-D-I-N. Bill Purden. The thrill of being right is a drug that few can resist. And, you know, there is some truth to that as we're going to get into today. But if you might, picture with me. You're in a meeting and you're defending your position, you start to feel yourself losing ground. Your voice gets louder. You start to talk over and interrupt the other people in the room. They push back at you. You, Then you go into overdrive to convince everyone that you're right. It feels like an out-of-body experience. And everybody, your brain has been hijacked. It's a real thing. It is an absolute physiological, biological, real thing that has taken place. You know, I learned this, you know, handful of years ago when I first had my management experience. I went into management and I was a sales consultant for a handful of years prior to, but when I got into management, I realized especially working with customers that, you know, oftentimes we ask the, the, the question, is the customer always right, right? We, you know, for those of you in retail sales, you get asked that question quite a bit. Or sh- should I say this? You say it quite a bit. The customer's always right. Well, the answer is no, they're not always right. But the further question is, is it important for you to prove to the customer that they were wrong? Or do you just create a stance that proves you're right? That's really the main question. The customer might not be right. You might be right. But is it really that important to prove a point to show them that they were wrong? Or just do we let things stay? So what is going on? Going back to that Harvard Business Review article. What is taking place when... 
we feel like we have a stance that's right and we want to make that stance and we want to we want to prove that to any person or persons involved in a potential situation or conversation well when stress fear or distrust set in the chemical cortisol floods the brain it becomes difficult at this moment to build trust strategize and feel compassion the amygdala takes over and if we remember a couple episodes ago so go back and i'll refer to it in a little bit but we the the episode that i did on react versus respond we talked about the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala and the amygdala is the part of the brain that was in our predecessor predecessor our primal form of our ourself many 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 eons ago or however many however you calculate time going back to the start of our species so that amygdala takes over that's the instinctive primal part of the brain the body makes a chemical choice in order to protect itself so we have four one of four responses number one we either fight, so we keep arguing the point. Number two, we flight, so we're going to retreat and hide behind the group consensus. Number three, we're going to freeze, so we're going to disengage from the argument and just say nothing at all. Or number four, we're going to appease. We're going to make nice, and we're just going to agree. And sometimes these people are referred to as yes people. You know, you're the yes person, right? You're always agreeing with everybody just to appease everybody. Well, you see, my friends, none of these four are really good. And some are better than others, but there are some that are worse than others as well. All are harmful because they prevent the honest and productive sharing of information and opinion. Essentially allowing us the ability as a group to make and educated in what probably might say would some would say the best decision at that moment for the better half of the company, the team, the group, whatever it might be. But the flight is the most damaging. When you argue and win, the body is flooded with adrenaline and dopamine, which makes you feel good, it makes you feel dominant, and it makes you feel invincible. And that's the part, my friends, that can be very addicting. It's a feeling any of us would like to replicate. So next time we're in these situations, we fight again. We get addicted to that being right. And some of those, and that way I found that extremely interesting because we know, or at least I know, dopamine is a feel-good hormone. You know, we're finding that present right now in cell phones and social media, and we find possibly some ties to addiction to things like video games and cell phones, although the, the jury is still out. But one could form a correlation between those two, addiction and cell phones especially. It's dopamine hit after dopamine hit after dopamine hit, and it's what draws us back. It is in some cases mimics a drug. So that feeling of being right 
can, in some cases, in a lot of cases, be very addicting. So what can we do? What can we do to combat that? Well, I think first and foremost, we have to recognize the fact that it's present. So first, recognizing when we need to be right and then the fact that, that, that it's currently happening. And then we get the choice to create a new and a more positive response. Would you much rather be right or much rather be happy? And that's a possible question we can ask ourselves to help us recognize is in this moment, would I much rather be right or much rather be happy? After all, making someone else wrong, does that always feel good? That's why you'll never be happy as long because we're constantly making other people unhappy because we're proving that they're wrong and thus not making us feel good. You know, if we focus on love more than right, I think we walk away with a lot more benefits. Candace Pert received a Nobel Prize for providing that positive thought, providing that positive thoughts enhance our immune system, slows down the aging process, and makes us healthier. Not to mention happier. The pursuit of happiness was the founding principle of this country. Though, is happiness even in the mix when you fight hard to be right? What if you focused on love instead of being right? Saw that little snippet in another article, and I thought that that really kind of proved that point. Shouldn't we just love? Shouldn't we just focus on what's taking place, the conversations that are taking place, recognizing that we want to prove our point, but you know what? Do we just take a step back and we assess, and then we respond? You know, going back again to that episode a couple weeks ago, rather than reacting to the stimulus, which is, quite frankly, what's taking place, Let's just listen for a bit. And that was another thing we can do. Listen more, speak less. Just listen as to what's taking place. When you listen, you tend to hear the other person's full position. And we can be intentional with listening with empathy. Maybe there's more to the story than we initially thought. And when we react, we don't even get to hear that point. When we step back and let them speak, maybe we understand the full position. And then going back to my time in management, oftentimes I just found I had to let the customer speak their mind. It allowed them the ability to release what it was that was bothering them. I was their dumping ground. They felt better. And then after I listened, I responded. We spoke. Still doesn't mean that they were always right. Doesn't mean that I was right, but at least I didn't react. We were able to come to, in most cases, a sensible conclusion. So you see, my friends, everybody, what we can do, again, strive to respond versus react. Listen more than you speak. And when you recognize that you want to be right and that urge is creeping up on you, acknowledge it. Take a step back and respond with love 
and respond with a desire to be happy more than right. Everybody, this is not easy, my friends. I mean, our initial reaction, again, going back to our primal state, our reaction wants to be right and to prove others wrong. But you know what really got me thinking? Is that what we really want long term? Is that what we want? Do we want to live in the short term? Do we want to live in the long term? I know one thing for you leaders out there, you people that lead other people, people look up to you because you're a leader. Why? Because you want to grow them. You want, you're, you're looking at the bigger picture, not the shorter picture. So lead by example. Let's not strive to be right. Let's strive to be happy and make others happy along with us. My friends, listen, as always, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate this platform. And I really, truly hope you have a great rest of your day and an even better rest of your week. Until next time, everybody, I appreciate you.